4: It's Beamaz and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, BMaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe is off today. So I, Joe is off today. <laughs> I was just asked, well, do, is open number 14 good for you today to start the show with? And I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm looking across the glass here and I say, Sure. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Open number 14, you know, play open number seven, play, you know, it doesn't matter. Play any of them. And then that just played. And I should have said, hang on a second. What exactly is open up? Even when Joe Beamer's not here, he's still uh, trying to get in my head with Britney Spears songs as we go along here. Uh, Beamer and Beamer. Joe is uh, out of here the rest of the week. You'll hear him later on this afternoon starting at 2 uh, in for Tom Bowerly throughout the week. So you're here with me in the 9 o'clock hour on WBEN. I want uh, I want some of your phone calls, 803-0930, 803-0930. Give us a call or uh, send us a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board this morning to talk a little bit about uh, some of what we're seeing in the world of sports over not just this past year, but the past several years when it comes to activist athletes right uh, athletes and their activism and of course locally one of those stories is you know uh, taking center stage and that's with cole beasley and some of the comments he's made about the covid vaccine and the covid rules right that a lot of uh, players are i don't know um, kind of uh, wary about it depends on who you ask i guess uh, we saw jordan poyer has his teammates back, um, and he has maybe some similar questions about the rules that Cole Beasley does. But not just Cole Beasley, athletes in general, when it comes to activism. Because what I'm looking for is for people to be honest with me, and that is, how do you view athletes taking political or social stances, whether it's on or off the field? And uh, the common... You know, answer we give for this is well, you know, we don't want to hear it. Just uh, you know, play play the game. We don't want to hear any outside noise. We don't want to listen to any of that. But I feel like it's different depending on what the issue is, right? Where if you agree with the athlete, you are perfectly fine with them taking any sort of stance that you want. It's when you disagree with what the stance is that you start to hear the comments of, well, you know, just go ahead, play the game and. You know, keep quiet about any of these issues. It, it all depends on your personal view. If you can be honest with me with that, let me know at 803-0930. Cole Beasley, it's only coming to mind because of something we saw over the weekend. A U.S. Olympian, she will be an Olympian. Gwen Berry, facing a little bit of backlash, she is a hammer thrower finished in third in the U.S. Olympic trials, meaning she will be headed to Tokyo to represent the U.S. And so what happened? She was presented her medal, third-place medal. They were at the podium, and then the anthem played, as it normally does when you're standing at the podium. Gwen Berry was uh, reportedly po'd. That wasn't the exact quote, right? But po'd that the anthem was playing as she was on the podium getting her medal. I always thought that was a given. You get on the podium and the anthem is going to play when you get there. I I thought that's kind of what happened. But, no, she was uh, PO'd to put in the PG sense that the Star Spangled Banner played as she received her bronze medal. She turned away from the flag, looked to the stands, basically tried to look as uninterested as possible, held up a shirt that read activist athlete after it was all said and done. This is her quote. I feel like it was a setup. They did it on purpose. I was po'd. to be honest. They had enough opportunity to play the national anthem before we even got up there. Now, on its face, this sounds to me like someone who's never watched sports in their life. <laughs> Somehow, an athlete has risen to the level of uh, qualifying for the Olympics, but they've never actually watched the Olympics because what happens when the athletes are on the podium? The National Anthem plays. Now, that actually is not the case. That was my initial thought. But that's actually not the case at this event. At this event, they just had the anthem was going to be played at 5 o'clock. And it's just so because there's a million events going on, all these track and field events. You know how it is in the Olympics. There's like 15 different events going on at the same time, and you pay attention to none of them except for the 100-meter dash, right? This was all going on. They were going to play the anthem at 5 o'clock, and that just so happens to be the time that she was on the podium. And she took a little bit of issue to that, saying, I didn't want to really be up there. It was a setup. It was hot. I was ready to take my pictures and get out of there, is what she said. They said they were going to play it before we walked out. They played it when we were out there. I don't want to talk about the anthem because it's not important. The anthem doesn't speak for me. It never Has that's uh, Gwen Berry and the hammer throw? She'll be representing the U.S. in the Olympics. And now this is where you know for me it gets a little tricky when you talk about athletes and activism because I've said before, and we were talking about you know a a different issue at the time that when it comes to you know whether it's taking a knee on the field when it's doing something, it's wearing a T-shirt, it's I've said before it. It does not matter to me. I, we should all be so lucky to have a platform to raise awareness for something that's important to us, right? And, and to be able to use whatever that platform is for activism on the issue. Where it starts to get a little bit tricky, right, is in this situation. Here, your whole platform is the country, I mean, that's the Olympics, right? You're not playing for the Buffalo Sabres or the Buffalo Bills and then making a statement about politics you know, while you're on the field. Or that, to me, is a little bit different than you're playing for America. The whole point of the Olympics, you're playing for your country and you're totally disinterested. You're saying you don't want to represent the country. Well, I'm sorry. I have news for you that... That's what you just qualified to do. I'm, I'm not sure if that was, you know, kind of totally, you know, uh, <laughs> lost on you when you tried to qualify for the Olympics, that when you did qualify, you'd be playing under the United States flag. You don't get to qualify for the Olympics and then play under, like, some other country's flag or the activist athlete flag. That doesn't exist. Right? It's this is what you qualify for. And and to sit through the anthem and act annoyed, it's like if I was sitting here and, you know, I'm annoyed that we have to play a commercial or something like that. You know it's going to happen. I mean, that's that's part of the job. That's part of what you're there for. So I this is where I think it gets a, a little bit tricky, where you can support athletes' rights to do whatever they want, spread whatever message, even on the field as I do, but then you see something like this and – it definitely rubs you the wrong way. And you're like, ah, I don't know if that. Because when you're speaking out against the team, and this goes to what we were talking about, the U.S. uh, women's soccer team just a little week ago, that when you're speaking out against the team that that you're playing with, you know, it's as if when LeSean McCoy was taking knees during the National Anthem when he was playing for the Bills, you know, that's one thing. He's making his statement, and there's nothing wrong with that. But his statement wasn't, you know, holding up a banner ...on his back while the National Anthem played that said, I hate the Bills. The Bills are terrible. Because that would be something completely different in my mind. I'm interested to what you kind of think about this. And if you have the ability to separate the athlete, the stance, from your position on athletes taking stances... Bill in Lockport, you're on WBEM. What's going on?
5: Hi, morning. Yeah, I, some stuff I can put up with and some I can't. But when you dish the national anthem, especially the Olympics, I, I used to give money to Olympics every year or every four years. No more. I quit.
4: Now, Bill, let me, because I'm, uh, I'm two ways on this, and you say it kind of depends on the issue. Which you know would kind of uh, mean that you're. I, I feel like most people on this, where you see something you agree with, you're on board. Something you don't, not so much. I I think it is something completely different. If you, I I have no problem with anybody you take and you don't come out. I actually don't even think before NHL NFL games. I don't think there's much need for the national anthem to be played. At all, because uh, half the people in the audience aren't paying attention. They're on your cell phones. Half of them are in the bathroom. You you know, I'm not sure if there's a need for that in the first place. I think it's something completely different when you're in a competition like the Olympics and you're specifically representing the U.S. I I mean, that's part of the deal you're signing up for.
5: Well, we have different opinions on that because I served in Vietnam And I had too many of my friends die. I actually was at a a race event, and a guy next to me says, blank America, blank this, blank that, I hate America, blank the military. I stood him up, and I told him, you will stand until the anthem's over, or you'll be laying down. And right after the anthem, he left. I didn't see him again for the rest of the event.
4: You don't think there's a difference between... The uh, the anthem playing when you're representing the U.S. and the anthem playing in front of, you know, some random Sabres game on a Tuesday night?
5: Well, I might have let him get away with it if he just sat there. But when you start, you know, cussing out our anthem, our flag, veterans, I survived Vietnam and a lot of my friends didn't. I had three of my best friends killed Christmas. You know, and when I got back from Vietnam, we were treated like garbage. So if the anthem's played, I pay attention. I don't care where I am. If I'm at a concession stand, I'll step aside and stand at attention.
4: All right, Bill. Uh, Bill, thanks for the call. I think you're actually uh, – there. you see a lot of people. You see it wherever you go you might be in the minority in that, where no matter where you are, you're paying attention. Uh, Fred in Lancaster, you're on WBEN. Um, I'm wondering what you think about this, because I think it's much more nuanced, and it's it's a situation-by-situation basis than people kind of approach this issue as.
6: I agree. I think you need to differentiate. And I think you have to... Where I differentiate is what, what happens on the field and what happens... Out in the public. so uh, if if someone wants to make a statement about social justice out there, they have every right to do it. You're a private citizen. But when you're on the field, and that that would include the singing of a national anthem in the NFL, singing the national anthem in the Olympics. And um, problem is is how, how does how does the NFL tell these guys not to do it when they're the worst offenders themselves? they're 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 on this social social justice issues and uh um i don't know you you want to say the uh, lgbtq train so they're they're picking up all these issues themselves so it's hard to tell for them to say don't do it and then where do you draw the line
4: well where would it uh, see I, I don't know if there's a line that needs to be drawn why would they draw a line
6: be- because it's your business you have you have a right to tell tell uh someone and the customers have a right to demand certain things too you, you you're going to demand good service right if if um if the waitress is offending you don't you have the right to tell the uh the the owner of a restaurant you know get rid of the waitress or or i'm not gonna uh come back here and patronize it anymore
4: sure the owner of the restaurant has the right to tell you you know get out of my restaurant too right it works both ways absolutely but
6: for the sake of the argument now, now, how do you tell Cole Beasley he, he doesn't have a right to speak about what he feels he's being discriminated in the workplace when you're allowing people to do it right on the field? And, and, uh, you're, and in the Olympics, obviously, they, I think they drew a line on it, but uh, the U.S. US uh, national uh, teams haven't drawn a line. They well, here's
4: the thing, Fred, uh, before, you know, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, they haven't drawn a line just yet, right? I mean, there's no, no one is saying to Cole Beasley that you can't do your job. The NFL hasn't said anything to where you're not going to be able to uh, play for the Bills at all. The the Bills haven't said anything that you're not going to be able to play for the Bills at all. He seems to have the support of a lot of his teammates, just as a lot of other players who speak out on social issues do. So I'm not really seeing a difference in the way Cole Beasley is treated, aside from in the media.
6: He's segregated. Is being
4: segregated. Well, that their now their bill, or excuse me, Fred. Sorry, I'm reading. (laughs) I got Bill and uh, Fred mixed up. There lies the difference, and I want to thank you for bringing that up. The difference in the Cole Beasley situation is he is speaking out on something that you know. Again, I think you have to treat each of these with a little bit of nuance. Cole Beasley is speaking out on the NFL and the Players Association's apparent agreement to limit what he does when he is away from his job in entirety. And that's a big thing. So imagine that it's like in my job. If And now there are, of course, some things that I can't do. Out in public. If I go get arrested somewhere, that's going to impact my job. If I say something stupid somewhere out in a big public area, that is going to impact my job. But what the NFL is doing is saying to Cole Beasley and every other NFL player that if you choose not to get vaccinated, well, you can't go to dinner with your teammates. You can't go to a party. You can't be seen at a nightclub. You can't sign autographs somewhere and be paid for it like. Every other player has the ability to do so. And that, to me, that's the main point of Cole Beasley. And he is somehow being, and it's because it's over vaccinations, but he is being lumped into this vaccination, no vaccination argument, when to me this is really not at all about vaccines when it comes to Cole Beasley. Uh, He tweeted, this is uh, from his tweet, I'll be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, steer clear or get vaccinated. He's never said to anybody, I'm trying to sway you one way or uh, or another. He just kind of, like everyone does, uh, went out on social media, (laughs) said what he thinks, and left it at that. He's facing a backlash for it. He had to know he's going to, you know, based on the temperature of social media right now and where the public opinion lies. But every news story has kind of made this vaccine-centric, where I don't think it's vaccine-centric at all. If you look at Cole Beasley's argument, his argument is, how can my employer dictate what I do outside of work based on my vaccination status? That's his main argument. And... uh, Again, that is an extremely important question, not just for Cole Beasley in the NFL. That's an important question for everybody. How far of a reach does your employer have into your personal life? And it's a form of activism that I think a lot of people are getting behind or not getting behind. And I think because it's on this vaccine issue, you see people who support so many other people, uh, whether it's taking a knee during the anthem, doing something else. They're not supporting Cole Beasley's ability to speak out or do something, or they're acting very differently toward him because it's an issue that they don't agree with. Vice versa is true. People who are supporting Cole Beasley, I think if you go back two years and we're talking about something else, you have a totally different opinion because it's based on your beliefs, right? I I, I think each one of these is a very nuanced situation that they have to be treated completely differently. Uh, Cole Beasley, I, to me, again, it's not about vaccinations. It's about how far your employer can reach into your personal life based on this information. For me, taking a knee during the national anthem is in trying to make a point and then being asked about that point and then spreading that out, using your platform to do so is totally different than disrespecting on purpose the national anthem while you're representing America and going to the Olympics under the U.S. flag. I think there's very big differences. If you're with us on hold, please stay with me. We'll get to your calls right after the break. 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text Board or give us a call, 803-0930 on WBEN.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed Premium Online Savings Account, your goal of supporting his dreams Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it.
4: Welcome back to WBEN, talking about uh, activism in sports and how it's playing a role over the past couple of days. Started off by uh, talking about a hammer thrower who's going to represent the U.S. in the Olympics. Gwen Berry was uh, P.O.'d. That's a P.G. way of uh, putting it, that the anthem played while she was accepting her bronze medal. As if anything else was going to happen. That's the anthem. That uh, it was all Americans, so it's going to be the American anthem in the U.S. Olympic trial. But uh, talking about that and broadening the discussion to athletes and activism in general, if you're able to remove your own personal feelings on it and what you kind of think of it in general, I, I think in this particular case, somebody chimed in eight hundred three zero nine thirty on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. If an Olympian isn't proud to be an American, I don't want them representing the U.S. They can go become a citizen some other country and compete under that flag if they want to. And that is what I would imagine the extremely popular opinion is regarding this particular issue. Because it's one thing to take a knee or do something else and make a gesture during the anthem to raise awareness to whatever your cause is that you have already explained or would explain later. It's another thing if your cause is just, I don't I don't want to hear the anthem. I don't want to wear the USA gear. I don't want to do that. Because if that's your cause, then don't go. Don't do it. I mean, you're making the choice to be on this team. You're making the choice to go to the Olympics under the U.S. flag. And if it offends you that much... then don't go. And I have that opinion as somebody who is very for uh, athletes being activists, and, and I don't really see a problem in much of it. But there are some points where it does cross a line. And I try not to make that about my own personal beliefs on these issues. Kathy in South Buffalo, you're on WBEN. What's going on, Kathy? Thanks for waiting on hold.
3: Talk about getting my blood pressure up. We'll do it. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to be a USA athlete, wear the red, white, and blue, and represent your country, then you damn straight better like it. I mean they are so disrespectful it makes me mad. They want to they want to say whatever they want because they want the protection that the flag gives them. They make me ill. If she wants to go live in Russia, China or whatever, I'll drive her to the airport, help her pack her bags and I'll pay for her ticket.
4: I wonder, you know, Kathy, you say that I think you have the sentiment of a lot of people where I think the divergence is, and this is where I'm kind of under, and I wonder what you think about this is, I I uh, would agree with that under this circumstance, but I don't agree with that under every circumstance, right? Um no. I, I think it's a totally different thing when you're talking about the Olympics, represent the whole point of the Olympics, representing your country on the world stage as opposed to somebody, um, you know, doing it. She was... Uh, purposefully disrespectful with her gestures as opposed to other people have done anthem-related protests, which makes it different as well. But uh, I I find that very different from what you might see in another setting.
3: Just absolutely ungrateful. They want to represent America because they've got the best of everything, the trainers, the facilities, And the money that goes with it. And uh, all of the prestige and parades and everything else that they get. But they don't want to stand up and say they're proud to be an American. I think she's a disgrace. I don't care if you have a problem. Go have your problem. Be mad. Vent about it. Whatever. That was neither the place nor the time. She is a disgrace to the, the red, white, and blue uniforms that they wear. And she should be removed. I would never ever watch that again, ever. Turn my TV off.
4: Well, Kathy, uh, thank you for the call, and I have good news for you. It's the hammer throw, so you're probably not watching it to begin with, right? I mean, who's <laughs> who's going to pay attention? It's one thing to be, you know, on uh, the, the world stage if you're doing this uh, at the 100-meter dash uh, medal ceremony. The hammer throw, you know, maybe doesn't get that same sort of attention, I don't think, 803-0930, another line. Is open. That, I mean, that that is the point in this case, right? Where you have <laughs> the U.S. You, paying for training, paying to send you to the Olympics. Um, you know, kind of doing this. It's this is different from other scenarios because it is almost as if yeah, I said it at the top of the show. It's an example I actually used uh, when talking about the U.S. women's soccer team last year. It's you know, it's almost as if you had, say, Patrick Mahomes. And he completely said, and if he were to say completely, I don't like playing for the Chiefs. I, I hate the chiefs. I hate Kansas City. this is you know this doesn't stand for me. I wish I didn't have to be here. I'm annoyed every time you know we run out onto the field. If he said that, that would be more in line with what we're talking about here. because then it's like, well, I mean, if you don't like this organization so much, why are you part of the organization? Like, if I came on the air every day and just, you know, uh, constantly, you know, was groaning and moaning about my employer all the time, you know, at some point you'd say, well, you know, why don't you find another job here? Why don't you go work for somebody else? That is more of what this is, too. And I do think that it's very different from, uh, I mean, uh, each one of these is completely different when you're talking about activism in sports, And we tend to paint this broad brush, and we tend to agree with the activism when it agrees with us, disagree when it disagrees with us, and go on that line of thinking. And I think we should stop that and kind of, you know, n- add a little nuance to the discussion a little bit. Archie is in Amherst. Archie, you're on WBEN. What are you thinking?
2: Well, what I'm thinking is these people
6: really need to get a grasp on what they're trying to do to do uh if they are most activism is against some sort of unfairness well why don't they go where it's really unfair like iran where they throw homosexuals off buildings um treat women like second-class citizens in the middle east well why don't they go someplace where their activism
4: could do something Well, Archie, you know, I appreciate the call. Activism can do something in this country. I mean, we've had activists for uh, as long as we've had a country. I mean, there is a point to all of this. I, I think you started on the right track and then veered off a little bit because there are always going to be issues in this country and every country and every part of the world where there's something that can be a little bit better. And if you think that there's something that can be better, and you have a platform to try and make it better and push for that, and you want to do it, as I've said before, more power to you. I do think there has to come a point where you start to realize, am I doing harm or am I doing good here? Where, you know, you're supposedly an activist. You're holding up a shirt in this specific case of activist athlete. But... At the end of the day, all people see is somebody being disrespectful to the flag. And are we hearing from you after? No. As I mentioned before, you're a hammer thrower. And before, you know, weightlifters, strongman competition, everyone gets – I know people who are involved in this, shot put athletes, hammer throw athletes. And I also say it to their face that, you know, at the end of the day, no one's watching you in the Olympics. You know, ratings for your sport are down below. You're put at 3 a.m. on the Olympic channel even. I mean, that's – it's just – (laughs) <laughs> the way it goes, sorry. But I uh, there is a point where you have to ask yourself if you are trying to make a point, and that's part of the reason here is I don't know what the point is. The point is just I – the point seems to me to be I don't like America, which is – I mean, if that's – good luck getting people on your side there. But if there is a point, you have to come to the conclusion of what is going to best – Further, that point that I'm trying to make? You know, how can I draw attention but not draw negative attention to myself? I mean, this is kind of where the Cole Beasley thing comes into, where we were talking about last half hour. I mean, Cole Beasley's point, in my opinion, I haven't talked to Cole Beasley on this, but his point is not so much about the vaccine. His point is about how far into your personal life can your employer reach where his employer is trying to tell him you can't go to parties, you can't sign autographs for people and make money that way, you can't have dinner with your teammates. I mean, his employer is reaching pretty far into his personal life. And to me, his point is that, that I don't like this and people shouldn't be okay with this. But it's another situation where this is all getting muddled and the point becomes more about the vaccine than it does about in my opinion, again, what his actual point is that at some point you have to ask yourself. And I think we heard that from Cole Beasley last week when he was talking to that paper down in Texas that, you know, well, the point is being taken out of control. It's not being understood the way I want it to. So I'm, I'm just going to be quiet on this from now on because I'm being completely misunderstood that maybe I'm making the point in the wrong way. And my original intention is not getting across. And that is where I think athletes have to think twice about the way that they're going about this activism. Is it going to get across in the way that I want it to? I think in this case of the Olympic athlete, uh, the point is totally lost. I don't even know if there is a point. And that's why. John and Lancaster, you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think about that? Is the point lost too often? in these protests
2: i think it is i hear everybody every caller seems to be against what they're doing and they're missing the point that um you're a free american you have the first amendment you have freedom and if if one of our olympians goes you know um anywhere to different countries and they sit during the national anthem or they can you know, do whatever they want, that shows our freedom, even if you don't like it. Because all those other people in those other countries would go to jail for doing that, and they would go home, and maybe their public would fight for their own freedom to be like us.
4: You know, John, I, I not to cut you off, but I love the point that you're making here, too. It's almost, I mean, the point of America is that freedom, and it is such a strong display anytime there's a protest and especially if you're talking about on the world stage where if you're on a podium you have your flag flying high and you're doing a protest against that flag that is showing the world the freedoms that you have as an american um that you are able to do these things in this country without the fear of i mean how many stories out of russia do you need where somebody, a journalist, speaks out, tries to uncover something within the government, and then they're never heard from again, or they're on the run, fearing for their lives and witness protection in a different country. I I love that point, that it almost, it's highlighting the benefits of living in this country when you see something like that. But I'm wondering, for you, if you understand the exception, I think this is more so, do, do you see any sort of difference between that point being made on this stage when you're wearing a USA jersey as opposed to, say, another athlete in another sport that isn't directly tied to the country doing the same thing?
2: I I think it's all freedom, and you're an individual. If you feel a certain way, you should be able to voice it no matter where you are, again, because you're an American. You should never feel like you shouldn't be who you are or think what you want to think. And it's sad that all these fellow Americans are calling up, telling these people they don't want them to think what they think, or feel what they want to feel, even though they have the right to voice it on the radio, their own opinions.
4: It's it's kind of strange, right, John, that we are – it's almost like you get caught in a circle, though, when you're making these points, that – it's you have the right to make this protest anyone can say what they and that's the beauty of america and then but then you also start to get on the back end as it comes around the circle well why don't you understand that beauty of america why aren't you respecting that i don't like you because you're not understanding why this country is so great i mean do you see how we kind of end up in this cycle
2: well yeah because it's a double-edged sword of having freedom i mean but i i think see i think everybody should respect everybody's opinion and agree to disagree, but people won't do that. They'll just get mad and, you know, try to tell you to do something else. And that actually takes away your freedom if they stop you from your own message.
4: Yeah. Hey, John, thanks so much for the call. Uh, Enjoy talking with you. I, I like that point. And I think that's a pretty powerful point and a very powerful statement that speaks to how great a, the U.S. is. That you can protest on this stage without fear of repercussions. And like I said, though, that it creates the cycle because that is so great and so strong. Then you get the obvious counterpoint of, you know, it's a moment of gratitude. The anthem playing for the country that makes it possible for you to do exactly what you're doing right now. And it all kind of gets caught up in this. So it is tough. Um, and as John the caller mentioned there, it is kind of that double edged sword. On this, uh, Somebody chiming in on our text board about, you know, this and Cole Beasley are entirely different. I agree it's entirely different, but like it or not, it will all get lumped into that same realm of athlete activism, right? It's all going to be lumped in together, uh, no matter what the point they're made. And that is kind of the point of this discussion. It doesn't matter what point is being made. It doesn't matter what's trying to be said. It it all gets lumped in to the same discussion. And the point, I think, kind of gets lost in general. And my, you know, I have a few comments on here about the show last week. We're talking about the women's soccer team. My point in that is entirely different is that the point they're trying to make is disingenuous. When you're talking about equal pay and you kind of just put that word out there without telling anybody that you – refused the equal pay yourself years prior and you're actually in in money standards getting paid more <laughs> than your uh, male counterparts on uh, the other side uh, uh, on the other team. I, that's being disingenuous. So that's why I, the point exactly is is that I, I I think that is a strong statement in what John mentioned there that it, the free speech, Part of this, I think, is a powerful statement to the rest of the world. I don't think that's going to stop other people from having that bad taste in their mouth. you know, Myself included, when you see someone on this particular stage take this particular stance, and I think that is part of that cycle that we talked about right there, that you are choosing to represent the American flag, and then when that opportunity comes up for the American flag to fly high— you're choosing to turn your back to it and purposefully act as if you don't want to be here, right? I, that's exactly what happened. And that is going to rub people the wrong way because at the end of the day, it's, well, if you really don't want to be here, there's a clear option not to be here. Cole Beasley, as I mentioned, I think it's a totally different thing uh, in its entirety. I, the thing that makes criticism over here too easy with Gwen Berry, that's the Olympic hammer thrower that we're talking about, is there is no clear point to the protest. You, you look at Colin Kaepernick. I mean, Colin Kaepernick had a vague, I mean, it was a broad reaching point, but he had a point. He had something in his mind. Uh, you look at a, a lot of athletes who do this across the spectrum. They have a point. There's something, there's no point to this, at least not that I've seen in all these reports of uh, over the past 24 hours, right? And if there was a point to it, there is a good chance that it would be lost in the shuffle anyway, as we saw with Colby's. The point is, your employer, how much power do they have to look at your personal life and control what you do outside of work? But if you read all the reports, the point is, I don't want to take the COVID vaccine and I'm willing to retire because of it. I mean, it's literally the headlines that are out there. And that's not the point at all. So... I don't know. That's that's my uh, my two cents on it anyways. I'm, I, I appreciate all your phone calls, too. I don't think we got anywhere, though, with the idea that if you agree with the point, you agree with the protest. If you don't, you don't. Generally, that's where everybody uh, wound up at the end of the day. I don't think we made too much of a difference there. Uh, but anyways, hey, you know, tomorrow I'm very excited because tomorrow we're going to have what I believe... I might be wrong in this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I believe it's our first in-studio guest in well over a year. The first allowed in-studio guest will be uh, will be here tomorrow. and uh, Planning on having Dr. Tom Russo join us. He was one of the last people allowed in the studio back in March of last year. And now he'll be one of the first people allowed back. And he's going to join me tomorrow on the show to kind of talk about everything. And I'm sure he's going to, I can predict a little bit of how this conversation is going to go, is I'm going to talk about COVID in the past tense, and he is not going to do that. And he's going to tell me exactly why I'm foolish for doing that. And I think it'll be an interesting discussion Um, I won't call it a post-mortem on COVID because I know he uh, would absolutely shoot me down on that, but I can't wait uh, to have that discussion, to have him in person here in studio tomorrow. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Thanks to everyone for hanging out with me throughout the hour here. We'll be back tomorrow. If you missed Joe Beamer today, he'll be on starting at 2. And, of course, David Bellavia is coming up next here on WBEN.